Good evening. Welcome to this evening's edition of the Richard Urban Show. I'm your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Tonight's episode is part six of the great fraud, the COVID-19 agenda. Are politicians smarter than God? So we've seen in this crisis, so-called, that countries that respect the God-given rights and constitutional rights we have here in, in the United States are not doing any worse than other places that have instituted draconian restrictions. For instance, according to this article at ABC News, question, does a state of emergency cause a Tokyo lockdown? No. Abe and officials say Japan cannot legally enforce hard lockdowns. Public transportation is operating as normal. Most state of emergency measures are requests and instructions. Violators cannot be punished unless they fail to comply with orders related to storage or shipment of emergency relief goods and medical supplies. Question, why is Japan not imposing a hard lockdown? Japan's history of repression under fascist governments before and during World War II has left the public wary of government overreach. The country's post-war constitution lays out strict protections for civil liberties. Abe's government was reluctant to risk severe economic repercussions from more severe measures. So, we see ironically that Japan, whose constitution came only after World War II, is seemingly more constitutional than the United States in this case. And in Japan, we also see that there haven't been like a huge number of deaths at all. In fact, there's been 93 deaths so far. What about here in the United States? How are different states doing? regarding, you know, this situation. Well, here in the United States, there are several states that have minimal restrictions. Not a lot, but several. That The, most, the ones that have the least restrictions, I should say, are Missouri, Oklahoma, and South Dakota, which I mentioned in a previous episode, and Wyoming. Well, these states don't have astronomical death, rate, death rates. Some of them, especially Missouri, where you have Kansas City and St. Louis, are states with a large population. In fact, Missouri is similar population to Maryland. They both have around a little over 6 million residents. Well, Missouri, there have been 86 deaths, and in Maryland, there have been 124 deaths. But in Maryland, Governor Hogan has instituted draconian measures. So he said there would be a $5,000 fine. There will be a year in jail. Oh, and a year in jail. Excuse me. Wow, that's crazy. The communist state of Maryland. So we can see really different approaches. And we see that 
interestingly, even though the approach is different, there's not any drastic increase of cases. So, Governor um, Justice here in West Virginia, why is our state locked down? There have been supposedly four deaths in our state. I say supposedly because who knows if those people really died of the coronavirus. Okay, let's move along. So, we're seeing, um, you know, different states and different countries with different approaches and that countries that are respecting constitutional freedoms are not doing any worse or doing better than countries that don't. And I'd say they're doing a lot better because we have to protect our freedom of conscience and constitutional freedoms. I'd also like to point out that there are alternative alternatives and alternative approaches to this whole um, situation. Thus, the title of this episode, Are Politicians Smarter Than God? We have a bunch of politicians. I guess Fauci and the other guys are really politicians. I mean, supposedly they're doctors, but it doesn't seem like they're serious epidemiologists because they seem to be more motivated by money and agendas. So that sounds like politics to me instead of epidemiology. So there was a recent article in the Washington Times, and that's by a well-known epidemiologist. His name is Scott Atlas. Here's what he has to say. Second, isolation is key, but it must be targeted for specific groups of people. If someone outside the high-risk groups, elderly with chronic illnesses, HIV patients, immune-compromised people, has fever and cough but mild symptoms, they should remain isolated in their homes for 14 days. People without any symptoms who have not been directly exposed to someone sick do not need isolation. More importantly, whole population isolation is not medically ideal and will lead to less effective elimination of the infection threat. Population immunity for every disease like this can only be achieved by letting people who are not at risk for anything serious, who are not immune compromised and elderly, the vast majority of people get exposed to it. This allows their bodies to put forth the immune response so the virus is controlled and transmission to others is eliminated. That's biology, not politics, not economics, and not non-medical risk assessment. We are preventing the development of immunity that is essential to stop the illness and prevent a second wave when people are free to mingle. So in other words, he's saying point blank, the policy is wrong. So as I was pointing out in episode three, this policy is politically driven. It's driven by Bill Gates. It's driven by, driven rather by a politicized World Health Organization and politicized, of course, politicians are driving the response, politicized science, and, as I mentioned, this collusion of sorts between science getting big government money, and the other hand, elitists pushing the science in a certain direction, people like Bill Gates. I'd like to delve more into a proper response from a, an epidemiologist's viewpoint by reading from uh, a video transcript for um, preference. Professor Newt M. Witkowski. So I'm going to read part of his transcript, 
and then we'll uh, play a clip from his the video itself. With all respiratory diseases, the only thing that stops the disease is herd immunity. About 80% of the people need to have had contact with the virus, and the majority of them won't even have recognized that they were infected or that or excuse me, they had very, very mild symptoms, especially if they are children. So it's very important to keep the schools open and kids mingling to spread the virus to get herd immunity as fast as possible. And then the elderly people who should be separated and the nursing homes should be closed during that time can come back and meet their children and grandchildren after about four weeks when the virus has been exterminated. We are experiencing all sorts of counterproductive consequences of not well thought through policy. Well, we will see maybe a total of fewer cases, that is possible. However, we will see more cases among the elderly because we have prevented the school children from creating herd immunity. And so in the end, we will see more death because the school children don't die. It's the elderly people who die. We will see more death because of the social distancing. If we had herd immunity now, there wouldn't be a second wave in, in the autumn. Herd immunity lasts for a couple of years, typically, and that's why the last SARS epidemic we had in 2003, it lasted 15 years for enough people to become susceptible again so a new epidemic could spread of a related virus. Because typically there is something that requires cross-immunity, so if you are exposed to one of the SARS viruses, you are less likely to fall ill with another SARS virus. So if we had herd immunity, we wouldn't have a second wave. However, if we are preventing herd immunity from developing, it is almost guaranteed that we have a second wave as soon as either we stop the social distancing or the climate changes with winter coming or something like that. Extreme reactions cost U.S. taxpayer $2 trillion in addition to everything else that it costs, but it also has severe consequences for our social life, and depression is definitely something that we will be researching. I can say for myself, walking through New York City right now is depressing. We should be resisting, and we should at least hold our politicians responsible. We should have a discussion with our politicians. One thing we definitely need to do, and that would be safe and effective, is opening schools. Let the children spread the virus among themselves, which is a necessity to get herd immunity. That was probably one of the most destructive actions the government has done. We should focus on the elderly and separating them from the population where the virus is circulating. We should not prevent the virus from circulating among school children, which is the fastest way to create herd immunity. And finally, I'd like to end with a clip from the professor himself. I think people in the United States and maybe other countries as well are more docile than they should be. People should talk with their politicians, question them, ask them to explain. Because if people don't stand up to their rights, their rights will be forgotten. I'm Knut Witkowski. I was at the Rockefeller University. I have been an epidemiologist for 35 years and done modeling of epidemics for 35 years. It's a pleasure to have the ability to help people to understand, but it's a struggle to 
get hurt. Well, thank you for that clip, Professor Wachowski. I'm glad he's speaking out. So I'd like to end on this note. If we don't speak out for our rights, then we're not going to keep them. So I've been on my soapbox. This is day six. I'll be on it for a couple more days, each day, each day, each day. It's not what I normally do. I'm, my program is once a week, this uh, podcast and video. But I'm doing it because God inspired me to do it. We are in a crucial spiritual crisis right now. Our nation could tip due to this, you know, crushing, uh, taking away of civil rights in the name of this really I, godless move. And you see from the good professor, he mentions another part of the video that, you know, he says, Mother Nature knows how to take care of these things. Well, yes, indeed, God created us to survive for these thousands and tens of thousands of years. And indeed, we are surviving. But the likes of Mr. Gates, apparently, Mr. Fauci, and our government officials seem to know better than God. So, you know, <laughs> they're uh, making this huge, incredible hullabaloo. So it's really wrong, and it's really godless, and it's really um, so bad for our society. So Mr. Trump, open the country now. Governor Justice, open the state now. And stop this craziness. Listen to people who are actually epidemiologists, not pseudoscientists influenced by the likes of Bill Gates or government promoting pseudoscience through big money, as again, President Eisenhower warned us. So I do thank you for joining us this evening for this episode of The Richard Urban Show during this special eight-part series, which is going uh, through Good Friday. It has been titled, Are Politicians Smarter Than God? So do be blessed. We will see you tomorrow and have a good night.